fever is just an immune system response, so it's a sign that the immune system is working. Um, you know, it can happen in an infection, um, but what the fever does is help the body kill microbes and trigger the repair process. So as you said, we want to support that rather than, um, you know, bring the fever down. We need to support the fever, make the person comfortable. And that's where the energetics of herbs are really great. They come in, the cooling herbs, if they're feeling really hot, but then they might start shivering. And that's where you want to bring in the the warming, the more warming herbs. So it's really, as you said, looking at the person where they're at and supporting that. Hello and welcome. Mentoring with Geraldine is a bite-sized practitioner podcast for naturopaths, nutritionists, herbalists, and practitioners. This podcast responds directly to your needs, the needs of the practicing natural therapist. With interviews, herbal discussions, something business, and something clinical each week, you'll get the variety you need and enjoy to stay motivated in practice. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Mentoring with Geraldine and the Bite Size Podcast. And we've got Christine Thomas from the Herbal Extract Company in Sydney with us today. And we're going to be talking about, well, about our immunity, really, because we've got to think, I mean, haven't we just been thinking about that all the way through 2020 and here into 2021? But I think overall, our clients have been beginning to think are a more about their health and more about their immune systems. And as herbalists, we've got very unique set of skills and set of brown bottles that can really help them out overall, long-term and short-term. And with our immune health, we've got lots and lots and lots of other aspects we need to think about as well. So Christine, we've got our herbal highlight that came out and um, you talked about looking after our immune health and then you talked about all the different aspects of it as well. We just thought, as you said, it's probably a good idea to focus on the immune health for um, this part of the year, especially we've got winter coming up as well, um, the colder months. So we wanted to do an immune um, series. And as you said, as herbalists, we are there really um, well-placed to educate and empower our clients to um, look after their health. Look after totally. their health. So, um, yeah, we just wanted to sort of delve a little bit more into our immunity and also sort of the actions. We, we, we've sort of divided it by actions, what the herbal actions that are going to help with immune health because it's such an elegant and complex system it's it's a work of art once you sort of look at the immune system I mean it's it's um it's basically there to keep our inner and outer worlds in harmony so um yeah and and so we wanted to look at how that's done um a lot of it is to protect our body from infection and disease yes Um, absolutely I mean we've got some recovery yeah, we've got some really good, you know, antimicrobials and antibacterials and antifungals in the herbal world. So that, I mean, we can put them in, we can put them on, we can bathe in them, we can do all sorts of things with our herbs. And we can do that with fresh and with dried and, of course, with the herbal tinctures for our clients. So, you know, the antibacterials, lots of, you know, we'll get a bug or something and it'll be viral. 
and you can't do anything about a viral. You can't go to the doctor and have an antibiotic for it. You can't have an antibacterial for the viral flu or cold or whatever it is that comes along that you've caught up, you know, your child at school. But sometimes, I mean, we've got antivirals, we've got herbal antivirals. So we're really lucky that we can support and we can help change almost what's going on with the body and just reduce the severity of those illnesses. So you've got some really good antivirals there that can help us sort of eradicate you know the viral problem you know and um, they do other things too so that's the amazing thing isn't it they they go across a lot yeah. of systems but you've got some incredible um antiviral so we'll start with antiviral shall we so what antivirals have we got in alphabetical order with all our different actions but i've sort of put the antivirals under antimicrobials which you know can elicit a specific immune response so antimicrobial is the umbrella term for antibacterial antiviral antifungal but there's some really well-known antivirals and st john's wort is actually one of them you'd know you know for the herpesvirus particularly yeah Um, elderberry has been the poster herb uh, for antiviral, yeah. um, it's probably the number one selling herb in the world at the moment. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's been the 2020 herb, hasn't it, really? Yeah. The um, elder. So when you can't get the berry, you know, you've got the elder flower, you can at least be taking that if you can't get that elder berry. St. John's wort is an interesting one, though. So maybe we'll just sidestep to St. John's wort for a moment and talk about how it goes against what they call envelope viruses, where, you know, the virus is encapsulated, it's held in an envelope. And so lots of things can't get to it. So lots of viruses that would otherwise you know, they wouldn't be able to get to with medications and drugs. The St. John's wort actually break, gets in through that envelope and helps, you know, reduce the severity of the illness and helps break things down and sort the person out, really. It's interesting. And in that St. John's, of course, people, you know, any public listening, they'll be thinking, oh, yeah, St. John's, you know, it's really good. That it's an antidepressant, anti-anxiety, all of those things. And yet yeah. we're using it totally differently, you know, traditionally and scientifically. It's also amazing for those envelope viruses. So you'll find it in a lot of um, antiviral medications and naturopaths giving it and herbalists giving it out. Um, as part of a mix for people who are unwell it's an incredible herb does a lot of different things unexpected things really and i love um when you look at the immune system when i was doing the highlight the analogy of the immune system being the body's version of the military yes um, you know it's a vast army of cells and tissues that are on the lookout for invaders and if they spot an enemy there's a targeted attack is mounted by the immune system warriors which, as you said, we've got many herbs that can assist those warriors, which are white blood cells, antibodies. Um, there's the complementary, the complement system, which are, you know, complementary to the antibody response system, the lymphatic system, the spleen, the thymus, and the bone marrow. So we were talking about this elegant complex system. Those are the warriors that are part of that system. And, and it's amazing that that system can record every germ that's ever defeated in the white blood cells, um, which are memory cells, the BNT lymphocytes. And, um, and then they recognise and destroy the mi- microbe quickly, um, trying to stop the sickness. But then it can sometimes go wrong. <laughs> sometimes it doesn't 
work and that's where we can bring in these fantastic herbs yeah so I mean we've got some really good choices of herbs and your list is um, very long we've got you know a number of things here you know we need our antioxidants when we're unwell it's really great to have those antioxidants in there at the same time and that's the thing with making that herbal medicine specifically for the client is that you're giving them um, what they need for their illness which does make it hard to research because you're not giving them one herb you're giving them five or eight herbs even in that herbal mix that you're giving them so studying herbs can quite often be very difficult just by the nature of how they're delivered in, in combination. But there's some some of the other things that, of course, our herbs do. So we've got, you know, for example, we've got St. John's wort, which works on envelope viruses. But if someone's got a fever, for example, so you've spoken about fever, fevers in your list here do you want to tell us more about fevers because i mean there's some latest research at the moment about giving panadol to babies and how that can cause problems later with um allergies and so you know the and it's always a worry of the parent because you don't want your child to have febrile convulsions and there's all the things that go with fever but it's interesting that our herbs, we sometimes want people to have the fever. Yes, there is yeah. a limit to everything. Absolutely. You know, we don't want to go over that 40, really. But the fever burns it off. But we've got some herbs that will promote the sweating. We've got herbs that will also reduce or prevent a fever, you know, really reduce that fever. And, you know, and they also, of course, work not just for fevers, but you know, menopause, when they've got the, you've got the sweat going on, you've got the heat going on, you still take these, um, you know, you can still take these antipyretics as well. So what's the difference between that antipyretics, the fever fusions and the diaphoretics? Do you want to have a bit yes, of Yes, well, so the antipyretics or they can also be known as fever fusions are herbs that help to prevent the fever, um, whereas the diaphoretics are promote the sweating which will bring the fever down. But as you said, a fever is just an immune system response. So it's a sign that the immune system is working. Um, you know, it can happen in an infection. Um, but what the fever does is help the body kill microbes and trigger the repair process. So as you said, we want to support that rather than, um, you know, bring the fever down. We need to support the fever, make the person comfortable. And that's where the energetics of herbs are really great they come in the cooling herbs yes really, if they're feeling really hot but then they might start shivering and that's where you want to bring in the, the warming more warming herbs so it's really as you said looking at the person where they're at and supporting that and then you know then you've got the inflammation which is the another sign another sort of immune um, sign that the immune system is working where the, it's the body's way to heal and repair damaged tissue. So, you know, having a fever and inflammation can be unpleasant, none of the body's doing its job. Um, yeah, so the, those antipyretics and diaphoretics are there to support fevers. Yeah. And I mean, it's a really great way of speeding up an illness as well, because yeah. often when we're suppressing something for a long period of time, then the body doesn't have a chance to truly rid itself of the problem. Whereas sometimes if we let that fever go a little bit, um, obviously we're keeping an eye and we're being responsible and we're, you know, looking after the whole body and we're doing all of the things. But if sometimes if we can get that fever up a little bit and leave it up for a while, then we can speed up the resolution of the illness. So and the other 
the other one on your list are immune enhancers because there's always a discussion about should we be stimulating the immune system and there are some times when we shouldn't but often with um, our immune enhancers we also have immune modulators mm. which work really well so here we have we've got this sick person now now our sick person has a fever <laughs> and, um, and but it's a really you know we need to enhance and support our immune system and of course the best one is you know the, the sorry not the best one but the most well-known one of course is echinacea you yeah. know that's the one that everybody's heard about all of the time and um and there's lots of you know you shouldn't use it it's going to stimulate you shouldn't use it it's going to do this that and the other thing but of course it's in our modulators list isn't it mm -hmm. yes and it does um, make it into both actually yeah yeah that's yeah it it, it is a it can be a bit confusing, but I guess that's why we sort of wanted to look at the immune system to start with in the series, because there's overactivity and underactivity of the immune system. And when we're looking at overactivity, it's allergic and autoimmune disease, you know, allergic allergy to foods and medications, insects, anaphylaxis, which can be life-threatening, fever, sinus, asthma, hives, it's um, these things are increasing at an incredible rate, which we can talk about when we look at the anti-allergic autoimmune disease as well. So, um, again, it's a bit like when we're talking about fever where we want to support the immune system. And as you said, um, when we look at um, modern conventional medicine, they're fantastic for emergency treatment. There's some great drugs there, but they are plagued by the side effects. Chronic disease is not a lot that conventional medicine has. So that's where these herbs that support the immune system can really come into play when we look at these chronic autoimmune and allergic disorders. Underactivity of the immune system as well is immunodeficiency. Um, it can be inherited or result from medical treatment as we were talking about these mm. steroids chemotherapy plagued by the side effects they may work but they have severe side effects or caused by another disease such as certain types of cancer so again um, that's where we're trying to support uh, the immune system right you know get to the cause of the of the issue and it's interesting to look at innate which is non-specific immunity the one that we're born with you know, it's just our body's natural response. And as we get exposed, once we're born, we get exposed to more pathogens. And then we get out, we look at our acquired immunity, our specific immune system. So there's the non-specific and specific immunity. And that's where when we encounter pathogens, when we get sick, mm -hmm. it can actually be a positive thing because then we get antibodies and yeah. um, we can fight it again in the future. And um, all of these things, and again, this is where we come in as empowering patients and educating them because it all depends on healthy nutrition, healthy gut microbiome. The foundations of naturopathy is treating the gut. And that's where 70% of our actual body's immune system can be found. The cells are located in the gastrointestinal tract. The gut health is key to a good immune system. Um, strong barrier integrity, adequate exercise and rest and management of stress, the foundations of health. Absolutely. And that's what we're all about as um, naturopaths and herbalists. And 
is that base of health and understanding where that base of health is and how we can support it. And we've got the herbs for long and short term, yes. But I mean, if we can get away with using them short term and the person's got that really good life going on and that lifestyle going on with all the additional things, then they they come and they get the herbs when they need it because we're all going to come across bugs all of the time. We're not all going to stay well all of the time, no matter what, because everything is on the increase, isn't it? Yes. And, you know, on the whole, the immune system does a great job of defending against these microorganisms, but sometimes it fails, germs invade, and um, they cause sickness. And whether we come succumb to those pathogens just does come down to the state of our body at that time, whether it's stress, tired, um, nutrition, it all plays a part. And there's many ways to keep it healthy, as we said, by eating well, exercising, getting enough sleep. Absolutely. Fix. Yeah, the herbs can come in with this healthy immune system in combination with general um, healthy living strategies. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, this, um, you know, we've got anti-allergics, anti-inflammatories, antimicrobials, which includes the antibacterials, antivirals, antifungals, antioxidants, the antipyretics, which reduce or prevent fever, the diaphoretics, which help to promote the sweating during the fever, the immune stimulants or enhancers is another term, and modulators and lymphatics, which um, are sort of about detox. Yeah. And that's not an exhaustive list. I mean, there's many other herbal actions that we could include yeah. and many other herbs um, under each one of those banners of actions. But... It's more just to sort of um, look at it as a whole and then we can sort of delve into each one of those actions. Yes. So I think that we should leave our bite size there today because we're going to be coming back soon with Christine and we will be delving into some of those herbs and some of those other areas very soon. So coming up in the podcast, we will actually be talking about the anti-allergic herbs and um, the anti-inflammatory herbs in the future. So thank you very much for joining us today, Christine. It was absolutely brilliant to have you as always. And um, I look forward to having you on the cast again sometime. Thanks so much for joining me today. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast for the weekly episodes. If you'd like even more support and learning, then the Academy is for you. Here you'll find part two of the herbal discussions, more clinical learning and case studies to support your clients in practice. Bye for now.